are Locked On Giants, your daily San Francisco Giants podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Giants Baseball, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Ben Kaspic, and on this show, we provide daily episodes Monday through Friday talking about the San Francisco Giants in a way that's data-driven and rational, but also simple, passionate, and accessible to all. I'm a former contributor for the baseball statistics and analysis websites Beyond the Box Score and Rotographs. I've been podcasting about the Giants since 2015, and I'm a lifelong fan. Coming up on today's show, we are going to do a mailbag. Thank you so much to everyone who submitted questions on Twitter. Just want to point out, there was an interesting move that the Giants made, actually a couple. They reinstated Alex Dickerson and Darren Ruff from the injured list, and in a couple of corresponding moves, they sent Jason Vossler and Lamont Wade Jr. to AAA. So this sparked a lot of controversy really, but I just want to mention we're not going to get into that too much today, but we are going to talk about that as part of tomorrow's show. So be sure to come back tomorrow for that discussion about the controversial optioning of Lamont Wade Jr., who was doing so well. Anyway, jumping into the mailbag questions. The first one is a two-part from George and from Breezy. George says, how does a team with so much depth incorporate prospects and give them a real chance. And Breezy says, how can the Giants get Joey Bart some playing time this year without a buster injury? I can't see them keeping him down all year, hitting the way he is. So yeah, these are kind of the questions of the hour for me and something I spend a lot of time thinking about. How is this roster going to shape up the rest of the season and going into future years? Because I think a lot of us thought that when the Giants got good, it was going to have everything to do with their top prospects coming up and getting incorporated onto the team, and that that core of young talent would be what the Giants would build around. But that's not really how it's gone, right? It's not gone like that at all. In fact, none of their top prospects at all, prospects period, from the team that you know Farhan Zaidi inherited and then the players they've drafted since, and even some trades they've made, none of those guys are on this roster. They have just kind of tinkered with major league talent. You know, the Mike Talkmans of the world, all these guys like Alex Dickerson bringing in Mike Yastrzemski. A lot of these guys haven't been given major league opportunities like Yastrzemski, like Wade Jr., like Vossler, but they're not exactly top prospects. So anyway, the key to, the, to answer the first question, how does a team with so much depth incorporate prospects? This is a great, great question. I don't entirely know the answer to that, but one of the keys is, in fact, to me, having guys with optionability. Like, in, to be able to send people down to the minor leagues, basically to give yourself roster flexibility. Because if you just get locked in to a roster and guys cannot be optioned, and you know another factor would be they're making a lot of money, you're paying them you know, $20 million a year, they can't be sent down. That is the opposite of roster flexibility. But the Giants, I mean, for example, Alex Dickerson could be sent to the minor leagues. 
Steven Duggar has options. Mauricio Dubon has options. Austin Slater has options. So basically, the way that I see it is that certain guys would be struggling. Like, for example, Mauricio Dubon and Austin Slater have kind of struggled in, in a lot of respects this year. And the fact that those two have minor league options means you could see one of them sent down and bringing up an Elliot Ramos as an example. So it is valuable to have good players or players you, you believe in who have minor league options because it lets you create that space to bring somebody else up. Adding certain guys to the 40-man roster can be a different story, like Elliot Ramos not on the 40-man roster, so he would have to be added there, but that's, a, that's kind of a story for another day. But regarding Joey Bart and Breezy's questions, question, how can the Giants get Bart some playing time this year without a buster injury? It's hard to, it's hard to see that. You know, Casale does not have minor league options, but at a certain point, if he doesn't really get it going, although he has gotten it going, could you see them just either trade Casale or cut ties with Casale and call up Joey Bart? The problem is, do they really want Joey Bart to be a backup catcher at this stage? So I believe that they are thinking they want to bring back Buster Posey because they're already just getting great production out of Buster Posey. It seems like he should be able to keep this going to an extent for at least another season. There's not a lot of reason to think, oh, well, this is going to be this year, but then next year he's going to completely fall off a cliff. So if that's the case, and I know Cove Chatter mentioned this as well in response to your question, but I could definitely see the Giants trading Joey Bart to bring back something really great. I mean, Joey Bart is a top prospect in the game. A lot of teams out there would be able to just be patient with him and let him play. So he may be a better fit on another team. And so for a team that needs a, you know, a catcher of the future, the Giants could fill some other need that they have at a position that's a little less deep. You know, a young stud controllable starting pitcher, as an example. Or just really any position where they feel like they can give a guy an opportunity where they don't have literally perhaps the best player in the game at that position like they have with Buster Posey at the catcher position. So anyway, I hope that kind of answered your question. Something else I wanted to mention in regards to the first question, how does a team with so much depth incorporate prospects? When you start to see the Giants having an abundance of talent at any one position, they have been known to trade from that surplus. And so we're currently seeing that with like Vossler and Wade Jr. being optioned, as I mentioned, that just tells me they have a lot of depth in the outfield right now, at least in the case of Lamont Wade Jr. being optioned. So we could see a trade, whether it's Wade Jr. or whether it's Alex Dickerson or whether it's Darren Ruff or Austin Slater or Steven Duggar, that they have the depth to potentially move somebody if they think it, it just makes their team better in some way. So anyway, there's more questions about that, so we'll save, we'll save that for later. But anyway, I hope, I hope that kind of answered these questions. Coming up next, more questions and answers. But first, did you know that decades of data show that investors that trade individual stocks underperform the market every year? In fact, only 1% of day traders beat the market. 
the odds are not in your favor if you're doing it alone. Team up with Wealthfront instead. They can create a portfolio of globally diversified low-cost index funds personalized just for you in minutes. No manual trades, no picking stocks, no watching the stock market every day. They automatically handle all the investing based on preferences that you can control. Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets, and you can get your first $5,000 managed for free by going to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnMLB. To get your first $5,000 managed for free for life, go to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnMLB. That's W-E-A-L-T-H-F-R-O-N-T dot com slash LockedOnMLB to start growing your savings. Go to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnMLB to get started today. All right, as promised, we're going to get into more questions and answers in this mailbag episode. Trevor asks, who are the next two guys to go down when Tommy LaStella and eventually Evan Longoria make their way back? So yeah, the Giants, as we're all kind of figuring out here, they have a lot of depth. Lamont Wade Jr. being sent to the minor leagues speaks to the depth that they have right now. So, first of all, it's a good thing Alex Dickerson and Darren Ruff being back. Happy that they are able to rejoin the team. But just bringing them back onto the Major League roster meant Wade Jr. needs to be optioned. Jason Vossler needs to be optioned. But what happens? It's a great question, Trevor. What happens when La Stella and Longoria come back? Who the heck goes down in that case? And honestly, as I look through the Giants' roster and who can be optioned and who cannot, it is really hard for me to answer this question. And that tells me that they're going to have to make some moves. They're going to have to trade some people. Because, okay, let me just tell you, the only guys who can be optioned right now, the only position players on the Giants who can be optioned, who are currently on the Major League roster, are Mike Yastrzemski, Alex Dickerson, Steven Duggar, Mauricio Dubon and Austin Slater. So I think obviously the two guys who kind of are the most likely to be sent out just based on production are Mauricio Dubon and Austin Slater, neither of whom are having a particularly strong season. Steven Duggar used to be a guy I would say for sure he would be sent out, but he is having a very strong season and he survived the cut while Lamont Wade Jr. didn't, and that was significant. The issue is that Dubon and Slater are right-handed. Dubon is also the only guy on the Major League roster who can back up, legitimately back up, Brandon Crawford at the shortstop position. So you might say, okay, well, you gotta keep him, and then in regards to Slater, he starts against left-handed pitching, and so bringing back like Longoria, as you mentioned, they play different positions. So it's not really, he's not really the right guy to get sent out. And so in that case, I honestly can't really answer this. The The thing is, Mike Talkman has not played well. I think we all know that. People were upset that Wade Jr. got sent out over Mike Talkman. But the issue is, Mike Talkman does not have minor league options. And so you can option Lamont Wade Jr. and keep him and bring him back after 10 days or less if there's an injury and he's replacing somebody who got hurt. And so you don't 
lose him and you also get to keep Talkman. But if you want to keep Wade Jr. and get rid of Talkman, you have to DFA Talkman and some other team can take him from you. So that's why Talkman survives the cut here. And I know a lot of people don't necessarily agree with that, but that to me is the right decision, at least for now, continue to give Talkman an opportunity because I believe there's more in there than what we've seen offensively. But anyway, I'm completely not answering your question. I realize that. Okay, so, you know, Donovan Solano and Wilmer Flores are kind of guys who have played that second base position that La Stella would be taking back. And so it potentially makes one of Donovan Solano and Wilmer Flores expendable, perhaps. Although, again, they're different players than La Stella. Flores and Solano are in there to do damage against left-handed pitchers for the most part. I would say the most likely guy, if they were going to trade one of those two, would probably actually be Donovan Solano. So you could see Donovan Solano dealt to get a Tommy LaStella back onto the roster. And then for Longoria, could it be Mauricio Dubon being optioned? You wouldn't have a true shortstop. Your backup shortstop would be, I don't know, Evan Longoria or Wilmer Flores or Donovan Solano. So that doesn't make a ton of sense either. Anyway, I could go on and on. I Basically, I'm in the same boat where I'm like, I don't know how to answer this question. So coming up next, a few more questions and answers. We're going to talk about Cattell Marte and if he's a fit for the Giants. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. The baseball season is in full swing and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and your UFC MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit using the promo code LOCKEDON. That's promo code LOCKEDON for a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit at betonline.ag. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. One reason to repair and maintain your cars is to save money that you can then use on more important things like the mortgage or food. So why would you choose to spend 30, 50, or even 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or new car dealership? Random example, a fuel pump assembly for a 2005 to 2010 Honda Odyssey costs $353.99 at Advance, a big chain store, and just $216.79 at rockauto.com. rockauto.com is for everybody and doesn't require membership or even account logins. Best of all, they're a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com All right, as promised, we're going to get into this last round of questions. There are so many great ones. Lane, though, asks, would Cattell Marte be the ideal position player to trade for? Low strikeout rate, solid walk rate, young, super versatile, and has a very team-friendly contract with three and a half seasons of control. 
Seems like the type of player Farhan might consider trading real prospects for. And you know, Lane, I was having a conversation with a friend recently. We were talking about potential trade targets for the Giants, and this was the guy I circled in red ink. This is the guy for me. I'm with you 100%. He would be the ideal position player to trade for. Yeah, so he is just a really talented, versatile player, switch hitter. Like, there's just nothing really to complain about with Cattell Marte. And of course, the D-backs being where they are, they would have to consider trading this guy, given, like, the fact that they are just completely in the cellar and their season is over at this point before it really even began. D-backs are 26 games behind the Giants. I couldn't even believe that as I just pulled this up. They're 21 and a half games back in the wildcard race. So their season is over. And Cattell Marte, as you mentioned, I'm just going to actually pull up the exact numbers here. Cattell Marte is making $6.4 million this year. Massive bargain there. Next year, he's earning $8.4 million, Another massive bargain. Then there's a club option for 2023 for 11 million and a club option for 2024 for 13 million. Each of those is completely reasonable for the type of player this guy is, but club options are just the cherry on top because if he gets seriously injured or if the performance just completely tanks, you've got the option to just end the contract basically, but I wouldn't anticipate that. He's just 27 years old, turns 28 in October, and the versatility you speak of, he can play shortstop, he can play center field, and I'm sure he could play you know, second base also or corner outfield if he starts to slow down at all. This year, I mean, the performance is buoyed by a, a high average on balls in play, but that, that could come down and you're still fine with the talent you see. He does not strike out, he hits for decent power, yeah, I'm all on board on Ketel Marte, and I do think he is the type of player that you would be okay trading real prospects for. I agree with you. I would trade Joey Bart for Ketel Marte in a heartbeat. That is not a trade that the Diamondbacks would probably make, though. And one of the big reasons is that, I mean, A, it's just not enough, and B, they already have a really good young catcher in Carson Kelly. Unfortunately, Kelly just got injured, but that's beside the point because this is a future move for the D-backs. But if it was Elliot Ramos plus, is that a move that the Giants would consider making? I'm not sure. All I know is Cattell Marte is a really good player. I need to look a little closer at the defensive metrics for, Mar for Marte if he can actually play shortstop still how he fares in center field. Actually, I mean, this year, minus 10 defensive runs saved in center field. So I need to dig more into the defense. And if, uh, if I believe that he can play those premium positions, but if he can, then he's absolutely the type of player that this front office would covet and any team really would covet. All right. A lot of great questions left, but I do want to answer this one from Cameron who says, Posey, the Brandons, Flores, basically the whole rotation are free agents. Who would you look to re-sign? To me, the number one guy is Kevin Gosman, but not too far beyond that is Buster Posey. They have a club option on Buster Posey for $22 million. 
I don't think that they want to pick that up per se, but could there be a, you know, two or three year deal even that perhaps has club options for the second and third year, or maybe just the third year, something where they agree to kind of lower that average annual value a little bit for a little more length as opposed to the one year $22 million club option. Kevin Gosman is a whole different beast. As I've recently said, I think he's going to make $120 million plus over five years. And I think the Giants ought to try to bring him back. And I, I also think Di Sclafani is potentially a good long-term fit for the Giants. And then in terms of the Brandons, it's a tough call. I do think Brandon Belt is a guy who makes sense to bring back. Brandon Crawford is the one question mark for me there because of the elite shortstop talent that's reaching the market. I really like Carlos Correa personally. I know he was part of that Astros cheating scandal, but he's just an elite player when he's on the field and healthy. And he's gonna—he's just 26 years old. He's going to be a free agent, and the, and the Giants have all this money to spend. So Corey Seager is also going to be out there. Marcus Simeon, who's having a really big rebound season for the Blue Jays. Trevor Story and Javier Baez. So there's a lot of elite shortstop talent. I'm not actually throwing Baez into that conversation. But for me, Correa and Seager are guys you really want to look into before you just bring back Brandon Crawford. As good as he's been, he is like 34, 35. And so do you want to lock up a 26-year-old superstar instead if you have that kind of money to spend? Anyway, that is all the time we have for today. I'm going to save a bunch of these questions and we'll probably get to them at a later date at some point as time permits. Coming up tonight, the Giants are in Anaheim for a brief little two-game series with the Angels. It's going to be Anthony DiSclefani against the lefty Andrew Heaney. So that's part of why optioning the lefty Wade Jr. made sense. The Giants are actually going to face some lefties coming up. So finally, Austin Slater is going to be in that lineup. It's been a while since he's had consistent playing time because the Giants have not faced a lot of lefties. So we'll be back tomorrow talking more about that Wade Jr. decision and breaking down tonight's game against the Angels. So anyway, can't wait to see you then. If you like this show, please consider rating it or leaving a review. It helps me out tremendously, so thank you in advance and thank you so much to everyone who's done so already. I can't wait to be with you again tomorrow. So until then, we'll see you next time.